0: Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren, in a time when we are learning to lean more on each other. We are doing this because we want to explore ways to live out our faith every day, even on a beautifully ordinary Tuesday afternoon. Hi, and welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Wren and Ben. I'm Wren. And hi, I'm Ben. And we are really happy that you've chosen to spend a few minutes with us in your busy week. Um, It's a gorgeous day. In the mountains. Yeah, it say. really is a long time coming. A long time coming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of rain and sleet and snow and cold. clouds, cold, just yuckiness the last few days. But um, so this sunshine is is very lovely to see, and tomorrow is going to be like in, up in the sixties.
1: Yeah, I think so. But I think it goes without saying no one moves to the mountains for February. That's true. It there's a lot to love mm-hmm. about living in this wonderful place. Yes. But it's not February. It's
0: not February. No. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, February. <laughs> yeah. So how's your um how's your weight going overall? It's been
1: going well. Good. Yeah. What's okay. made you happy this week, Ren?
0: So this week, I was thinking about um. Shopping for seeds.
1: Oh, (laughs) I'm
0: starting to get, especially when the weather's so nice, Mm -hmm. it feels like it's time to start looking at catalogs and going on the website. So I've touched base with a couple of websites, those organic homegrown seed companies, and just looking at the different things that you can pick from and all the different kinds of carrots and tomatoes, and it makes me feel excited. And I'm really, really excited for a garden this year. Every year we seem to do it a teeny bit better. I am nowhere near having a green thumb. But I think the process itself is, is half the fun. You know, I think just so too. Thinking about what you want to plant and all those things. So that's been making me happy. Wonderful. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> well, mine is, is much less outdoorsy. Um, but it's been a cold, yeah. as you said, rainy yes. kind of week. Um, so my happy moment is from uh, this weekend. We watched the movie The Truman Show with our kids.
0: Oh, I've never seen it.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh. Well, that's a whole nother conversation okay. for another day, but, um, I'm really enjoying this, uh, you know, this phase of life where our kids are getting a little older mm-hmm. and so we can start introducing them to things that we love that they're getting old enough to appreciate. And it's really fun.
0: Yeah. I'll have to, yeah, I keep, I keep seeing that, you know, every once in a while, I probably would like this, but I don't commit to watching it. It's so free
1: I... on Amazon prime. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe this
0: weekend. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a try. Awesome. So um, over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. we have been reading a book, our very first book in the Tuesday afternoon podcast book series. Um, it's called The Ministry of Ordinary Places by Shannon Martin. And um, we both kind of got through it and had some different things that we were were talking about that stood out to us in the book, but um, Just a brief overview, Um, Shannon Martin is a wife and mom um, living in Goshen, Indiana with her family. They've got um, four kids um, and they made the decision a few years ago to leave the life that they had built in a farmhouse, you know, picket fence and all Mm -hmm. those things. Not because they weren't happy there. I think they were very happy there, almost to the point where they felt like maybe this is a little too um, idyllic. If that's, I don't know, what do you you think?
1: Yeah, and I like what she said later on in the book about how Mm -hmm. um, she realized that was a place where they were able to kind of look down on the world's problems without having to participate in them and feel aloof from them. I think it was was something like that.
0: Right, yes. Yeah, and I think they'd—I can't remember exactly how they came to the decision, but they sort of both agreed at once that it was time to sort of pick up. God was calling them mm-hmm. um, to move um, into the middle of this little city and set up camp in this neighborhood and join the little church and send their kids to the school up the street and love their neighbors. And I remember a part in the book where she— they had settled in, and they were no longer new to the neighborhood, yes. waiting. Okay, we're here. Now what's next? And over time, how they realized it was just those little day-to-day things that happen, the little interactions with your neighbors, and th- those were the things that add up over time that tell you this is exactly why you're here. Yes. Yeah. So... um There were a few, lots of things that stood out. I have underlines and stars all through my book. And
1: that's really an understatement. I wish you all could see Wren's book. It is, (laughs) it it is a well-loved book.
0: It's yeah, it's pretty messy looking (laughs) at this
1: point. It's got a lot of bookmarks I can see. It does.
0: does. (laughs) Um, So some of the little stories, I think, I think the main thing that we get from this book is, you know, our world, especially now, um, is so filled with huge problems Mm -hmm. and I mean you can name any anything that comes to mind you know we've got from the environment to um, our relationships with each other to politics hey a pandemic somewhere in there and it can be really overwhelming to feel like you can make a difference if you kind of look at it the big picture and you go well I there's no way I can make a difference when the problems are this big. Yeah. And so oftentimes people just don't do anything, and it's not because they don't want to. It's they're not sure where to begin or what to do. And I think what um, what she's saying very clearly in this book is that we can all do our part right where we are. Those smallest of things add up over time and make such a difference. And I think that's why I love this book so much. It's really encouraging us to, you know, Drive your neighbor to the store or let them use your phone when they need to call the power company or you know anything a little like that.
1: Yeah, it's really a book that resonates with the whole idea behind this podcast of living mm-hmm. out our faith in ordinary life and right. um, I love that it was a book about those those mm-hmm. being the things that matter, mm-hmm. not the mountaintop experiences, not the Sunday morning, whatever, you know, spirituality, but about all of those little things that happen during the week where we love our neighbor as ourselves.
0: Yeah. And there were so many particular stories, and we were talking about a few of them before we started. Um, a story about this young boy, an, I believe an eighth grader who had been um, expelled from school behavioral issues. It was She wasn't specific, but, um, and how she noticed day after day that, he would show up at the park across the street about the same time. And finally, she just went over and, and talked with him and found out what was going on. And long story short, she ended up um, homeschooling him a couple of days a week in the afternoons. And before you knew it, there was another neighbor that said, I can offer this service and mm-hmm. l- bring him over here for language arts lessons or whatever. And um, he went back to school the next year more confident and um, knowing, you know, up at grade level for the things that he needed to know and feeling loved by his entire community. Like what an incredible difference that one little act of kindness made for this child and how it probably changes his whole life going forward Yep, in the best way.
1: Yeah, it it really illustrates um, the whole idea that every child is one caring adult Mm -hmm. away um, from being... uh, successful in life but I, I don't use that term in, in like a yeah. financial sense it, it's right. about um, becoming who God created them to be mm-hmm. and that all started with the loving act of paying attention that's right which is a pretty big theme in the book um, how easy is it just to see to not see the faces of the people that walk by your window or who mm-hmm. drive down your street um, but her ability to notice and pay attention showed a lot of love.
0: Yeah, and that's that's so important and I mean if we're we're all human and we all have driven past I don't know, um someone who must have needed something at some point mm-hmm. and it was we were in a hurry or you know, someone else I'm sure will stop. So, you know, maybe it maybe it for me personally it makes me think, you know, I really need to take a a little closer look at, at maybe who I'm not paying attention to. Yeah every day and try a little harder to look just a little more closely, um, and see what's really there. And I think it, I think it helps us grow as well when we pay more attention to what's going on around us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think it's a bad thing to, to acknowledge that, that it Mm -hmm. helps you grow too, and that it's just as important for your own spiritual growth, um, as it is for the love that's being demonstrated.
0: Yeah. That's true, and you were mentioning um hospitality,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: how that is so prevalent throughout this book
1: it is, and I appreciated how, so of course, you know in the in this book the the they as a family mm-hmm. have a, a incredibly open door policy <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. to, to put it lightly, yeah, uh, it sounds like there's just kind of people in and out of their house all the time and so initially, I bristled at that a little bit for mm-hmm. a couple of reasons. Uh, sometimes it's not always it, in rural spaces like we live in. It's not as easy just to say yeah. my door is always open because everyone lives like thirty miles away from you. Yeah. Uh, so the, there was a, there was a little bit of it that that was a challenge for me, and then just living in the pandemic that we're living in. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to invite people into your. Uh, six foot radius. That's right. <laughs> because yeah. um, that's that's just the, our reality right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not where she stopped with hospitality. She took it much farther. And I really appreciated that. Um, hospitality is those text messages mm-hmm. that she got um, when she was unable to get out of bed because she was in so oh, much pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the people that, that took care of her and mm-hmm. saw and paid attention to her family's needs... Um, which were all rooted in the relationships that were established before That's then. right. Uh, yeah. And she points out, she actually has a Henry Nowen quote, but uh, listening is a form of spiritual hospitality by which you invite strangers to become friends. Yes. Um, and that's something we can, even if we can't invite people into our homes, mm-hmm. even if that's not feasible for whatever reason, um, there's a lot of ways we can listen to each other. Right. Uh, and that is a form of hospitality. Yeah. Essentially opening our lives up to people, yeah, being willing to be vulnerable
0: mm-hmm. and
1: being willing to pay attention uh, is a form of hospitality that does not get talked about enough
0: that's right it yeah it and and let's think about jesus, wow, let's i mean <laughs> hospitality you know he it's funny to think about. It's probable that he never really had an actual home.
1: Right? Yeah, Yeah, there's some debate about that, but most likely not in the sense yeah. that we would think so. So yeah. he
0: he had to depend on the hospitality and the kindness of others. And that didn't always work out. But he and he invited others to walk with him and that's one of the things we we're talking about that's so right. much in Hope Fellowship now. You can walk with us, simple as that, you know, even if we have to walk six feet apart. That's you right. know, we can go together. We can go together. Um, and I think that that is what Jesus has always um been to me as some someone that I could follow or walk beside uh, that I know is beside me. Yes. And um I think if we show that kind of hospitality to each other, then we're we're loving God and loving our neighbor and that's that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. So you know, this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but the <laughs> the one of the main passages that makes people question if Jesus did have a home uh-huh. is the story of the paralyzed man whose friends lower him through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, because that story kind of makes it sound like it's Jesus's house. Um, so oh, even I even see. if Jesus yeah. did have a home, it uh-huh. was the type of home you could <laughs> cut a hole in the roof and yeah. and lower your friend down through. Yeah, And Jesus was
0: okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, um, in this book, she made a reference yeah, to that story when she that. was, mm-hmm. had all the, she had, I guess she had a, a back issue and yeah. she literally couldn't do anything. And it was a really bu- busy time for her husband at work. And, you know, kids are doing what they do. And she, I think she, when her neighbors started coming to her rescue, even though she was reluctant to let them, once she sort of let them in, she said she felt herself being lowered. And yes. I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yes,
1: And what a great story about how healing mm-hmm. comes through accepting grace. Right. Um, and and that, that's a challenge for me. It mm-hmm. is sometimes easier to give grace to others than it is to accept it for myself. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. And um, it, what, what a hindrance it is to our own healing if we can't accept that grace
0: that's so true yeah and 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 that's why it's so important for us to be together to learn that from each other to allow each other allow us to help each other and see each other and pay attention yep so yeah so if you um if you have had a chance to read this book great and we hope that you enjoyed it if you haven't i encourage you to you know uh, take a look at it and see what you think um
1: it's, yeah, because we really just scratched the surface here. That's right. There's, there's a great story about a Whopper Extra Value Meal that yeah. I thought was wonderful. Well, yeah. So uh, she,
0: okay, so she, she had this neighbor that she had gotten to be friends with, and you know they had. I think she had done something nice for this neighbor, and and you know these these folks remember what you do for them, and and anyway, in this little community, and so the neighbor asks her to go to lunch with her at Burger King. And she says, sure. And they get to Burger King and she, Shannon, is thinking about what will I order and getting up to the cash register so she can pay probably for both meals, I would assume. And the neighbor takes out a $10 bill and a Burger King coupon and she says, no, 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 I have your lunch today. I've been saving this $10 bill for a special occasion And when I got this coupon in the mail, I knew this was the time to ask you out for lunch. And just that, those little stories, you tell me that doesn't make a difference. I mean, and it's a small, small thing. And yet it's a huge thing.
1: And it's something that we can do in our lives too. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not a story about someone who lives this fantasy life and you can too if you make all these life changes like you can also go to burger king with someone and just like the author it might be a little sacrifice for you to go to burger king yeah it would be for me
0: me too (laughs) i haven't been there
1: since there was an incident in the children's play place i won't talk Uh, about here
0: we can't talk about about play places and ball pits and oh dear (laughs) but,
1: but that's kind of the point yeah, a a Burger yes. King coupon can change someone's life. It can change your life if you're willing to accept the grace from it. And yeah. that's something we can all have a part of our story too.
0: Absolutely. We can, we can all do that for someone. Um, so anyway, yeah. So hopefully you'll in, enjoy the book and, We'll let you know next week what we're maybe thinking about for the second installment.
1: Yeah. We have some ideas. We have some ideas. Some we'll ideas. talk about it next week.
0: All right. Sounds wonderful. So, um, do you have a quote for this week?
1: I've got a quote and a song this week. Excellent. Which is, okay. So, okay. So, my quote is a little bit of a provocative quote, but um, it's from my coach and friend, Mike Slaughter. I talk to him once a month, and uh, he said today, mm-hmm. The old ways of doing church are dead. We just haven't noticed because it's embalmed and it hasn't started smelling yet.
0: Wow. Ooh. That's dark. And also but also, true. <laughs>
1: also, Well, but you know, sometimes, isn't this what the Bible and nature and everything mm-hmm. teaches us? Things have to die before something That's new right. can grow. Yep. It's a part of the process. Yep. And I think it's good to acknowledge that There are some things that were working before and they're wonderful and let's honor them and celebrate them, but we also need space for new things.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, that's right. You have to make space for new things. And, um, anyway, so what's your song for the day?
1: Okay. So I did something fun this weekend. (laughs) I went to a concert. Wow. Yeah. On my computer.
0: Okay. Um, Because this is, because that's the time we live in. That's how we are right now.
1: Yep. Um, but I've never done a live concert before and it was so fun to, uh, to be able to chat with all the people that were all, you know, everyone's in the Mm. same chat room together. The live feed of the concerts going on. It's, you can be chill in your house. Yeah. Uh, I think it's my new favorite way to do a concert. Um. But it was it was Rustin Kelly, who's one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. And so my song for this week is Mockingbird because I really enjoyed the live version of it. And awesome.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um, so my quote for this week is a Thomas Merton quote. And it says, life is this simple. We are living in a world that is absolutely transparent. And the divine is shining through it all the time. This is not just a nice story or fable. It is true. Ooh. Yeah. Like that. And my song is Love Will Find A Way by Pablo Cruz, which I listened to on the way over here. Just an encouraging song and makes you happy. That is a, that is a true happy song. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. It's good. So um, we will be back with you next week on the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.
1: And may you go out into your world paying attention with the eyes of the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. And may you listen for the voices that you hear. May you be quick to give grace, but also quick to receive it. Have a good week.